0: It's the Face of Chicago Business Podcast, introducing you to the stories behind the faces, focused on fixing today's problems with thoughtful leadership and purposeful living. Sit down with us as we get to know the individuals who make our city second
1: to none. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce, and this is the Face of Chicago Business Podcast. Today I'm joined by Joy Decker. Joy, thank you so much for being here.
0: Thank you, Tony. Thank you for having me.
1: Now, this is a pleasure. and. I'm excited to share not only your story, but the work that you're doing um, and that you're going to be and continue doing. So thank you.
0: Yes, thank you. I'm excited to be here and we are excited to share about what we do at Esperanza and a little bit about myself.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So tell me originally, um, you're from, you are born in the Philippines. Yes. But at the very young age of only 12 months old on this planet, you, you moved to the United States and uh, Southwest suburbs, right? Yep, yep. Tell me about growing up
0: so growing up we um it was interesting right because my parents came from the philippines and i think our culture really is about you know kind of assimilating and fitting in so it's just interesting to have the two different you know being american but then also still trying to keep true to our culture and i think you know for me and my parents my mom is a nurse And um, so, of course, you know, that just goes without saying that she cares for folks (laughs) and is very giving. And then my dad is a minister. So, you know, when we talk about what I do now, it really um, is rooted in where my parents are and who they are in terms of just giving back, um, serving people, um, and just caring very much.
1: That's beautiful because, I mean, you're absolutely right. Those, Those things do lend themselves to you know th- that kind of experience and so growing up what did you see i guess that influenced you because i am I'm- I'm excited to get into your, your work for the last 25 years doing exactly those things. But I guess, what did you see? Because it was also you and your sister, right? Mm-hmm, yep, so, I so, had a sister, uh, yep. Younger, older? Younger, okay. and
0: we're 13 months apart. Oh, wow. So like, uh, lot, growing up, people thought we were twins. Like Irish twins, right? Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> Do you guys look alike, too? Uh,
0: she's taller than me now, but uh, when we were younger, my parents used to dress us like twins. So it was kind of fun in school to confuse people, but we have our own different personalities now. I'm
1: sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, so yeah. So so growing up, you know, what did you see? I guess that that influenced you in that direction to um, I get, make this your life's work.
0: You know, it's interesting because um, you know, it's not one of the things when you grow up like folks want to become a teacher or fire. You know, or a nurse, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I come from a long line of nurses. Um, but when I was, hmm, I think high school, I is probably a service project where we, um, I worked for, or I'm sorry, I volunteered um, with uh, kids with significant disabilities. So these uh, kids used wheelchairs, they couldn't uh, speak, Um, and so we just volunteered and, you know, we kind of um, did activities with them, and I believe it was just basically a service project, and, you know, I did it at the time to just do it and complete the project, but looking back i think it made a really a really big impact into where i am now and working with people with disabilities and then in college you know i originally uh went to college and you know basically right you know didn't know what i wanted to do and um first time away from home
1: so at that point it wasn't like you had already made your choice
0: no no (laughs) no (laughs) but you know it's interesting because looking back that i did this project in high school and volunteered with them and then in college you know, I I really enjoyed psychology, and then that turned into an internship with a summer and after school program um, for kids with disabilities um, and other types of, like autism, and so that turned into an internship, and then I moved back to Chicago and started just working for different agencies. So. It's a little bit about how, how I came to be here and kind of what influenced me is these different experiences. And I think, you know, again, going back to my parents and just really seeing how they just gave themselves to whether it was a congregation with my dad or my parents, uh, I'm sorry, my mom's patients. Um, just, you know, looking back, I think that really instilled giving, um, serving people and just caring.
1: Yeah, for sure. No. I'm, I'm sure, regardless of the profession you choose, right, you always um, are faced with challenges. You know, what were some of those things that, that uh, you know, what, even I guess prior to uh, getting into the field or while you were in the field, but what were some of the greatest challenges you had to overcome uh, in the beginning of the career? Yeah, career? you
0: know, I think in the beginning of, of, of the career, it was really just working with the folks and just um, bringing awareness to the, uh, the the mission, um, but I think really just trying to help people understand that the the adults or the children I worked with dis- with disabilities were people first and foremost. Yeah. Um, you know, because a lot of times you what you don't know, you just, you maybe, you know, are unfamiliar with and maybe even scared. Um, so I think, you know, that was a, one of the biggest, cha- and it's still a challenge today, I think, you know, um, but it's come a long way, and I think that was one of the biggest biggest things I had to face. And I think just you know learning about the different services and then also outreach. I think there's a lot of times where services don't reach the folks um, in the different communities. So just understanding that and then how do we overcome some of those challenges.
1: Oh, that's beautiful. And you know, most of us, including myself, like, I feel like, we want to do more, or maybe it's just something that um, we didn't see as much, didn't have the same experience, you know, what are are some of those things that you try to educate people on as far as getting involved Mm -hmm. who, you know, haven't, so if people are listening, you know, what what are some of those things that, that you could say to encourage people to get involved and help organizations like Esperanza and others?
0: You know, and there's lots of ways to become involved, and I think it just makes, you know, it has to make sense and connect with the individual, so... You know, volunteer opportunities, certainly coming to our organization um, and working with the kids, or we have service days, and that could mean a number of different things where we've had groups come in and help maybe clean, uh, clean uh, maybe do some outdoor work and kind of beautify our homes that we have. Um, but I think also, you know, it's just we have an art studio, so there's more like one-on-one time where you can maybe work directly with the artists. Um, But I think one of the things just to get involved and just in a general way is this maybe goes back to one of the challenges is the folks that we work with want to be part of their community. You know, so connecting, um, making a friend, you know, um, and just honestly spending time with our folks and getting to know them, um, you know, introducing them maybe to, to your network, you know, whether it's maybe going to church with them or going to the park, doing activity, with our folks I mean we've got a million and one ways and we can really customize how folks want to become involved with us
1: and I'm sure it's got to be super rewarding you know it can't just be that it, it's it, 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 feel, it feels like they're they're giving right mm-hmm. it, it, I'm sure that the, the response or the um, testimonials you get often are more than that are are that of, of, of you know, of joy and gratification, yeah. right?
0: Yeah, and I think you know, it's, I often hear from, whether it's our families or um, our the folks that we serve, is just how we have helped change their lives. You know, some of the stories I hear are the kids that we serve in our school, is maybe they have they don't maybe they haven't been able to tell their parents because they have limited verbal verbal skills, but through working with our teachers, they are able to you know maybe say something communicate something for their first time or maybe they can go to um, an activity with their family because one of the things that we do at Esperanza School is we work with kids with autism and significant behavioral challenges so a lot of times our kids are you know they already have to overcome some barriers just to um, be in a classroom Um, and how do we how do we help them either understand what the behavior is telling us and what they're communicating or help to um, find an alternative way to communicate. Because ultimately, when they're doing something, they're trying to tell us something, you know, whether they need something or maybe something's wrong. Um, and that's what we do in with our teachers and our behavior therapists is we really try to find out what the function of that behavior is. And so to make a long story short, where this comes to is that by doing that, again, we've been able to help our students talk to our parents t- you know tell their parents what's going on it, through you know whether it's behaviors or c- increased communication skills um so it's just it's been very rewarding to hear so, that
1: so uh, and on that note you know tell me a little bit about uh Esperanzo. so you've been there for seven years yes but yes. the organization has been yes. there a little longer than that
0: yeah so we've been around for 50 years wow. um and we started as most social service organizations start with right so our founder guadalupe reyes um her son had a disability and saw his siblings going to school, mm-hmm. and he, at, you know, in the time this is what the late '60s, where there weren't, weren't a lot of options for kids with disabilities. So, Guadalupe, being who she was, you know, a trailblazer, started Esperanza School um, in the Pilsen neighborhood and actually in a church basement. Wow. So then, shortly after, we, uh, the organization, moved to our current location in Town and um, we, you know, we started with a very uh, small classroom, and today in our school we serve about 65 students, primarily with uh, Chicago Public Schools, so we partner very closely with CPS. Um, and as our kids grew, you know, we started to look at additional services. So now we serve adults as well um, in our adult day program, so we continue their learning, independent living skills, uh, vocational uh, training, and then we also have residential homes. So we have three residential homes on the northwest side of the city. And th- those are 24-hour operated. Um, there's a variety of different folks, you know, some folks that maybe need a little bit more help, but some folks that are very independent in the community. Um, and our staff work around the clock there and they're amazing, <laughs> they're amazing. Um, and then within our adult day program, we also have an amazing art studio and what i love about the art studio it's you know in addition to giving the folks the artist skills but it truly is a studio um you know the uh, the work that they make we get to exhibit in different places throughout the city different partnerships um and the artists will uh, create different different exhibitions are part of curating the art naming the art Uh Um, and what i think is amazing is that whatever we sell um goes goes back to the artist. So some of it will support the program, but um, a portion will go back to the artist and they identify themselves. And so it's been a great way to connect to the community and kind of introduce who we are. Um, but then once you meet the artist and come in, you just kind of fall in love with the place.
1: <laughs> so so what drew you to the organization to begin with? Yeah, cause I mean, it just sounds so incredible on every level. Did you seek it out? You know, what was that? Tell me a little bit yeah, about. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, uh, you know, I've been I've been working with agencies throughout my career, and I, you know, was looking for a, a kind of a new challenge, um, and wanting to, uh, you know, honestly, the family-like atmosphere drew me there. Um, when I first walked in, I got to meet a lot of the staff. And the one thing I walked away is feeling like this is really a family and it's genuine. Um, and we see that every day in the work of our, our staff, the folks that work in the homes, the teachers, um, all of our staff. They're amazing. I think that's the biggest thing. And, and again, when I say when people come in, you'll see it, you'll feel it. <laughs> and it's kind of amazing.
1: So, uh, I guess, what is the overall uh, mission or what's the vision for Esperanza as an organization? You know, what's the future hold?
0: Yeah, so we, uh, you know, again, we serve about 200 or so individuals, adults and children, and really our mission is to serve these kids and and, and adults and help them to become as independent as possible, you know, to connect in the community, because I think that's one of the biggest things is, you know, they're, they're part of the community, and, you know... Um, and just helping them be as independent as possible. I mean, I know it's a simple mission, but that's really what we do. When we do it through our different programs, and I think you know, going forward, Esperanza is gonna. We've been around for fifty years. We've you know weathered a lot of challenges. Last year being, you know, a, a everyone right. Last year, the last year has been crazy, I'm and sure. we are resilient and we are strong. And I, I will be around for another fifty years.
1: <laughs> I'm sure you will. And anything we can do to help that out, obviously, <laughs> obviously. But now. Fundraising is a big part of what um, keeps you guys going, right? Yes, yes. And it's crucial. So you have a a very important date coming up.
0: (laughs) We (laughs) do. We do. So we, you know, I I mentioned we partner with CPS. So we do get a lot of our funding from the state and through, um, you know, the uh, State Board of Ed. Um, but as you said, you know, fundraising is a big part of what we do, and we have an amazing network, and we rely on the support of the community. And so we've got a date, uh, our gala is coming up in May. Um, this year, it's going to be virtual again, because, you know, we're still yeah. where we are. Um, and so we're excited that the opportunity for it to be virtual is you can attend from anywhere in the comfort of your own home. Um And we're able to extend it. So not just one night of having a really fun night, but it's going to be a week-long celebration. It starts on May 10th, and uh, tickets and registration is open now. So you can visit our website. Um, All week long, we'll be featuring our programs. You'll get to know us. I don't want to give it all away today. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And we'll have some amazing art for sale we have a lot of different auction items that we'll have on a uh, on the website you know some trips i know we're we're hopefully going to be able to take some trips in the in the in the future so we've got some great opportunities and then i think you know we oh i forgot to mention we've got something new this year uh-uh. we are raffling off a peloton
1: wow those are hot
0: (laughs) they are and you know i mean with everything folks have really gotten into kind of you know exercising at home and the peloton's a hot ticket so we're excited to have that this year so tickets for the raffle are 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 up now and then on the 13th which is thursday we will have a celebration so a program in the evening about five o'clock and again we've got some great things we're going to feature we give an award out every year and this year we are honored to um, present this to Boston Consulting Group oh, has okay. been a very strong partner with us um, and specifically um, Gabby Novosac. so we're excited to feature them again don't want to give too much away but please join us it'll be a really fun time
1: Th- that's amazing and you know congratulations on all that because yeah that's, that's I mean that's a lot going on with that and, and there's a lot to be proud of what I guess from that too um, advice could you give other nonprofits who have had to pivot and and you know, through this Gone, like you said, your gala that at one point, well, you had to go virtual, yes. right? <laughs> At the yeah. end of the day, that's what you had to do. You know, what are some of those uh, pitfalls that you had to overcome and things that you can share just from a logistical standpoint even uh, of having to put something virtual together?
0: Yeah, you know, we had to learn quickly how this is going to work. Um you know, just technically, how do we do, uh, (laughs) how do we do this? We had some great partners with some um, auction platforms, you know, so we're working with some great folks, you know, but I think overall, I'm sure a lot of nonprofits have experienced this with, you know, pivoting really quickly, how do you make your services available still? Um, You know, for us, the school, you know, of course, we had to figure out how we were going to, Turn you know virtually and uh, serve our students remotely, um, and I just want to give a lot of credit to our principal and the teachers. Um, in addition to you know the curriculum, we did a lot of enhancement like enrichment um, and then technology. You know that's a huge challenge for us.
1: When you say enrichment, yeah.
0: So just you know in addition to just kind of the academic, academic. So it was maybe um, just different activities that they can just continue to engage. Mm-hmm. You know with their family members and maybe their siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe it was just something that they'd do around the house, you know, so maybe it's just, you know, whether it's counting or matching or colors, you know, reading a story. Um, We tried to provide a lot of those resources to the families. Um, And then technology was one of the big challenges for our our folks. So we were able to partner with CPS and get devices out. um, But... For folks who didn't have available technology, we did a lot of um, creating some packets. So you know, we had our staff come in and making a lot of copies and doing some online resources and del- actually delivering those to each of our students as well. So we tried to really understand where the family was and try to meet them at at their needs. So it was just it's been obviously an interesting time and just amazing staff and in our homes. You know we didn't we didn't have the ability to stop serving our folks in our homes so really just understanding the different safety protocols we were going to put in place and really keeping our staff and our residents safe and one of the amazing things i have to say um, and i'm sure i know not a lot of other agencies probably do this as well is that we decided when to shelter to shelter in place we had our staff also shelter in place and actually live
1: Oh no! Way. In the homes,
0: it yeah, it was it it was amazing, you know. So we were, how are we going to do this? Our staff going to actually want to do this, and you know, so I mentioned we have three homes, and we wanted uh,
1: and six. And, and how, and how, how yeah. was that received? Yeah, case? so
0: so we thought, you know, how are we going to do this? We had more staff volunteer than we needed. That
1: is incredible.
0: So it was yeah, it was honestly amazing, and we uh, we actually did it for three months, for twelve weeks, and we had staff living with with the guys for 12 weeks and you know for them to say hey this is what i do and i care so much about the the guys that i work with and just kind of give up you know like sacrifice you know just like yeah move away from their own (laughs) families um to do it for that long um it was just, it was amazing and
1: <laughs> it's
0: amazing. <Aww. laughs> Sorry.
1: Oh, that's, that's beautiful. Um so that the, know, it's beautiful yeah. to see you yeah. feel that way and the, the emotion that comes <laughs> it. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. You can tell, you know, how much this organization means to you.
0: It does. It does. And I mean, again, it's, it's really, it's just really the, the staff. I, you know, I said it earlier, the family like atmosphere and the genuine caring. And it really came out this past year with our staff. And then in addition, our community, you know, they really wrapped themselves around us and embraced us. And we we did a food drive, cause that was one of the things that we also, so you know, that's not necessarily what we do on a day to day, but that's something our families needed. Yeah. So we held a food drive last summer, um, when there was a lot of hard you know, hard times in the city and not available you know, groceries and it was it was amazing how much, you know, how, how much our family uh, the, the the community came around us and it wasn't just food, it was also supplies. You know, whether it was just like ah, just household needs and it was it was amazing. It was amazing. And I I'm I'm at a loss of words so I don't mean to no, be <laughs> No,
1: that's incredible. It's it's, just,
0: it's it's really it was uh so moving no, to I, see that it's beautiful.
1: so It's beautiful to see and I'm excited to, to now know about the organization and support in any way we can. So, um, but tell me now, because you, you're now giving someone else the opportunity to step into your your role, right? Um, yes. And experience Esperanza as you take on this next chapter in your life.
0: Yeah. Tell so me. I'm. I'm. It's been. Um, you know, the last couple of weeks have been just up and down. I'm. I care so much about Esperanza, and I'm excited. That you know for their next chapter. Um, I'm also sad, but I do know. Again, I mentioned how resilient the organization is, and you know I'm ready to to kind of pass the leadership on, and um, I'm just very excited. But also where I'm going, <laughs> I'm going to be working for the State of Illinois uh, Department of Human Services in the Division of Developmental Disabilities. So in my new role, I'm really looking forward to be able to continue to make change and impact at a statewide level. You know, so looking at the system statewide, how we're providing our services, how do we partner with the different community agencies and the different Esperanzas in the state. Um, So I'm really looking forward to continuing to work with community agencies, um, but just at a statewide level.
1: Well, you you continue to support Esperanza, right? Obviously. it's it's, It's near and dear to your heart, and I'm sure it always will be. Um, but, you know, for, for coming in, sharing your story, I, I truly appreciate it, and sharing Esperanza's story and mission um, is just as cr- uh, critically important to what we do at the Face Chicago Business as any, any organization, if not sometimes more, right? Um, so as we continue to support you, if, as you're listening and you want to help support Esperanza, I encourage you to reach out to Joy uh, directly. Uh, there's a form below but Joy thank you so much for for coming in and sharing your story
0: oh thank you so much I've enjoyed this and just being able to share a little bit about what we do thank you